Hello and welcome back in to Backyard Catch. This is Nick Roby. Thanks once again for joining us. It's that time of year again, folks. You know, you're starting to get a little bit cooler air depending where you are. You can start to feel a little bit the anticipation of Christmas in the air, Christmas. And, you know, there's rumblings and rumors of certain establishments bringing back pumpkin spice lattes. Stores are filled with different fall decor. You may have already bought some or had your significant other bring you along to those trips. You know, it's Labor Day weekend. College football is back and I am so pumped about this man it is gonna be it's gonna be a fun year it's, there's so much what's so in fun about this year is we got a little bit of a taste last weekend but this is this is the first main course this is the this is the doozy and we're gonna learn so much from this first weekend because we really don't know. We, we we've done a lot of preparation you know if you've perused, pre-season magazines like I have. You've listened to different shows, local radio. You've listened to you know national people talk and give their sense. And the sense I have is that we're still all trying to figure it out. And that's what makes this fun. It makes this sport so fun is that there are years where you know who the perennial favorites are. And this year we think we know. But, you know, teams, you know, there's probably like Eight, you could even argue maybe even ten teams if if it goes right in the ways that would help them that could argue are in a shot to win their conference and and or win a national title. It's not always like that, and this is even before the twelve team playoff. And so people are putting out their picks and putting out their things before the season starts. And we're listening on a Thursday. It's uh, August thirty first, twenty twenty three, on a Thursday. So you're listening to this before the Thursday night matchup. We've got Florida traveling to Utah. So that's a big one. And we're going to learn a lot from even from that game. And there's so many implications from this type of a first game, because for so many teams, there's lots of changes, lots of positions you're trying to figure out. There's lots of, especially with quarterback play. I think we're also trying to learn a lot from that perspective too. And so that's what is so telling in these first games is that we do have some matchups to help us see this. And now other teams are starting off a little bit slower or a little bit with like a, maybe say, dare we say, a little bit of an easier opponent. And you're trying to learn a lot about your team, whereas others are stepping a little bit more into the fire, say an LSU or Florida State, and you're hitting the ground running. And that's, it's just, it's going to be a, such a fun weekend. And it's Labor Day, so you got the extra day to do it. We've got college football on from today, Thursday, all the way through Monday night. And after this, every team in the country will have played at least one game, some even two. And so then there's going to be overreaction next week and just trying to to juxtapose and trying to see like who are the best teams. And it's going to be so fun, man. I am pumped. So on slate today, I wanted to kind of go through my thoughts of like a top 10 and who I have in the playoff right now. I've posted this already on on the X, the good old X or Twitter in its former days. Um, but I want to go through that a little bit, give my conference picks, and then also let's break down some of these big matchups or just matchups that are very interesting for this weekend. So without further ado, let's get on to it, everybody. So for my top 10, this is very interesting. And, you know, we have the AP poll and coaches poll and different things and it's interesting to see where people have it and where people uh, 
like are trying to to place teams and, and we're really trying to figure this out a lot you know across the board so some of these things are, are similar to what the AB voters thought and other teams I'm, I'm, I'm different then on it because of different different aspects of, that I'm looking for so we can start we can start at the top that one's to me that one's the easiest one or one of the easiest ones is I have Georgia and you know it, it's a new year and a new team and a new identity and that's what the coaches will say and everything and you know of course you can't carry everything over from a national title but when you've won the past two national titles and some of those guys are still in place to me when there isn't like necessarily the the top of like who you're going to say is the, is the top team right now I think about Georgia won until some other team either they have lost it or someone else puts themselves on top it gets interesting as we keep going through the top 10 of where we're going to put teams because we're we're, we're we're pushing through like thin margins honestly I have Michigan 2 Ohio State 3 Texas 4 so between Michigan and Ohio State it's very thin right now to me the difference between them is even with the whole saga with the suspension, non-suspension, resuspension, how many game suspensions part of with Michigan. To me, they are one of the few teams that has the same head coach, offensive coordinator, quarterback, running backs. You kind of know what you're going to get with them. And other teams have potential, and they haven't necessarily like taken that next step in the playoff, but we're talking about, talking about the playoff right now. We're talking about just ranking right now, who do we think are the best teams in the country? To me, I think I have them at two, but I could also see where you argue them in a different spot. Ohio State's right there. There's a big opportunity with Ohio State. To me, it just comes down to quarterback play and just wanting to see this offense and continued improvement on defense. And it, We're talking like razor-thin margins right here, and it's trying to put a team in a, in a spot. Four, I have Texas. I think... Texas has been getting some love, and and to me, like Texas has a lot of things going for them. And to me, right now, and I'm basing this on of right now. It's not like trying to project end of the year necessarily. It's where I think teams should be rated right now, like in more of a power rating kind of a system. I have Texas for like their offensive system. I think they're finally getting some of the momentum there. I think a healthy Quinn Ewers, Xavier Xavier Worthy, watch out for. I, I know they lost B. John Robinson. They have some good backs back there. I just think Texas has a really big opportunity to really capitalize on this year. And the game in Tuscaloosa, week two, it's going to be a big game. I, I like Texas at four. And now five, I have Penn State, which is crazy. So to me, that means I have three, three of my top five are teams from the Big Ten East. I mean, I just think that's a very strong, top-heavy you know, division, what's left of divisions. You know, in the country right now, Penn State is right there. Drew Aller, we're going to learn a lot about. They have, you know, Singleton, and it's just tough, very strong secondary. They always have a tough defense. Penn State, this could be an opportunity for them. And between any, I could see any of those three Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State coming out of the Big Ten East and winning it and making a playoff appearance. It's as good as opportunity as any for Penn State. It's just to me, it's like, can they, can they get over that hump and really take advantage of this? Six, I have LSU. Lots of like with Brian Kelly first year. They win the West. Lots of like there. So uh, I just have them at six. Seven, I have Clemson. And, you know, I will say I am a Clemson fan, Clemson alum. So just putting that out there. But in fairness, I think about right here is where I would have them. Um, and just trying to be as un, as unbiased as I can be. As in, you know, we all have biases, right? We all have you know, ways we tend to look at things. And so 
you know, I do have that. But at the same time, like, I think there are a lot of question marks with this team, which is okay because all these other teams, you have question marks. And I think, to me, if they hit on this Garrett, Garrett Riley thing, and he is what he did with TCU, it doesn't even have to be all the way with that. But I think just, like, if he can capitalize on a little bit of a, they call it, they're calling it the dirt raid of a little bit more run with an air, like, spreading out the field, getting playmakers in space. And I just, I like their pieces, and I think they're going to have a strong defense. I, to me, they're a top-10 team. Right now, I have them just ahead of Florida State, and that's a little bit more of like the consistency piece of it. But again, it's really close. I like what Florida State's doing. I mean, they're a tough opponent. Them and LCU, I mean, that's a tough, that's a big game Sunday night in Orlando. So, I mean, we're razor. I mean, the, that's what I'm saying. These teams, you can you can make an argument to, to switch them around. This is where I have them. Uh, eight Florida State, nine Southern Cal. Uh, obviously, we've I put these out before the first week or week zero, and you got to love Southern Cal's offense. I mean, it's it's Lincoln Riley. It, Caleb Williams won the Heisman for a reason. They're a strong dynamic team. I mean, you see that branch kid <laughs> returning the touchdown, and it's freshman, and they just have just weapons upon weapons on offense. To me, Southern Cal and Lincoln Riley teams, I'm not worried about the offense. They can, they can move and, and do things really well. To me, it's the defense, and... Yeah. So the argument, you know, was that they were trying to, you know, I know teams earlier trying to get a feel for it and get different teams in and out there, I, or you get different players. I mean, get them opportunities. But to me, there's just plays where it's like you can't give up third and twenty-two to the quarterback running. I just San Jose State has a good offense. Like they're going to be, you know, one of those teams. But to me, like that's just a question mark when you're trying to d- differentiate between teams. That's just where I have them right now. And then ten, I have Alabama. Alabama has some question marks. Quarterback play will be interesting. Um, they have strong pieces on the other side, but to me, I just I still have some question marks about them, and I just want to see some more from them before I start going higher with them because I think you know there's were you know a feel that like they're going to go go a little bit more to the the running style, a little bit more back to you know kind of what made Alabama Alabama to begin with before they went a little bit more passer happy with guys like Bryce Young, but. To me, I mean, Milrow is probably the guy. It sounds like I just I want to see that. I want, and, and then that game with Alabama and Texas is huge because they escaped Austin last year, and I just I want to see some more out of them. And then right behind them, I have Washington, Tennessee, Oregon, Utah. So it's going to be very interesting. You can look on that line if you really want to. But that's my top ten as of right now. But that's also very subject to change, and and we're going to learn a lot this weekend. So just wanting to put that out there as we're getting started. And then with that, give, I want to give my conference picks as, as we're getting into the season before this is, you know, happens and everything. So in the ACC, I have Clemson over Florida state. Uh, you know, the big game is September 23rd in death Valley. I think those teams are very close. And remember in the ACC and they got rid of divisions so they can play again. Like, so this game was big because of who gets that bid. And I just, these are the two best teams in the conference to me. And I think there is a distance between the the next few teams. And I just think this is there. And to me, this comes down to like, you know, can Mike Norvell and the Swarovski team really get over the hump in these big games, you know? And I just, I personally, I just trust more of the, Davos coaching staff and stuff more than with others. Then in the Big Ten, I've got Michigan State over Wisconsin. Or Michigan, I'm sorry, Michigan over Wisconsin. Like I said, it's going to be very close. 
between the rest of these teams, but I have Michigan over Wisconsin. In the Big 12, I've got Texas over Kansas State. I think this is the year Texas does it. I think they can pull it off and really and, and, and win a conference title. And Kansas State, watch out for them. There, there are some tough teams in, in the Big 12. you got them, Texas Tech, even Oklahoma State. Um, Oklahoma, like I, it's hard to know with them, but I think Texas, this is the year they do it. And the Pac-12, they also don't have divisions this year, so that's where you can go with this. I have Washington over Oregon. To me, Southern Cal, I'm still worried about their defense. I like Oregon and Washington, and to me, Washington's got a tough defense. And Michael Penix and this offense, if you get a chance to watch you know, some of this Pac-12 in the last year of the Pac-12. But if you get a chance to watch some of this, you know, as they say, after dark teams out of the West, watch this team because they've got a strong passing attack. And I just think, I think that they'll overwhelm. And that's just my pick, you know, but I could see there's a couple teams who can win out West. And then the SEC, I've got Georgia over LSU. And the SEC, it's Georgia's. And Tennessee's doing a great job and making a lot of effort. You know, but I think until further notice, Georgia wins the East. And then in the West, I like what LSU's doing. And remember, this FSU game is that's non conference, so it doesn't always doesn't count in this. Even if they lose that game in Orlando, I like LSU. I just feel the best about them. And I think, I, I think what they, what they did last year is not a fluke. I think it's the real deal. And I think, I think they come on top. So that's my, that's my conference picks right now. And so what that leads us to is, my playoff prediction, and we're seeing a lot of different, uh, a lot of different options right now, and uh, you can make a case for a lot of them. And this, to me, this is mine, and just putting, putting, putting my shot out there. And you know, if I'm right, I'm right, and if I'm not, I'll be the first one to admit that I missed it. So, but it's always fun to to debate and to see like what people will think we'll do because we we're really going to learn a lot this year. So based on those conference picks, you might see a little bit where I'm going. But for me, one spot, I think you go Georgia. To me, they're not really going to get big tests with that schedule until Tennessee. And so I think they'll take care of that. And then they got the SC championship game. And I just, I have them, I have them winning it, you know. And even if they lose with that schedule, I could see a scenario where they would still make it because of that, you know, even with a one loss making it. So I have them in the one spot. I'm not as worried about with um, with Carson back as from the difference between the, him and Setson Bennett. I'm a, I know we shouldn't... Mike Bobo's been there for a little bit. I'm still a little bit hesitant on seeing this offense uh, with, with him and, and just kind of this feel of it. But I would also say they've been the best team in the country for the past couple years. It's hard to put against them for the number one spot. Number two, I've got Michigan. Uh, honestly, I think this spot goes to whoever comes out of the Big Ten East. Honestly. like Because if you come out of the Big Ten East, that means that you probably only have one loss, max. And you have wins over top teams in the country. And you've won the Big Ten title. No disrespect for the, to the Big Ten West. I just think those are the best teams in the conference right now. So you can make an argument, whoever you like in the big 10 East goes here to me. I just think the difference, honestly, which is, I like the, like I was talking about earlier with the quarterback, running back coach, offensive coordinator. I like that being the same and the Michigan Ohio state games at home, which I think is massive. And they won last year, but I think that's massive in this. And so to me, I just felt the best about them. So I'm going to Michigan too. Three, I have Clemson. And 
before you get into the like he's just picking his own team. Clemson, I think with their schedule, they have some opportunities there, and I put them third because I think I think they'll probably lose a game, you know, whether or not to Florida State or to Notre Dame or even one to the schedule. But I think they come out and you know they'll have their shot in the ACC title game. I have them winning it, and so a one-loss ACC champion with a win over like a Notre Dame, who we saw is better than we thought it was. I know it's just Navy. You can say that, but. They're better than we thought some of us did, right? So if you win over Notre Dame, that's big. Wins over Florida State, that's big. I'm just telling you, like, they, they would deserve their spot in there. If they were a one-loss ACC champion, as I would I have them, they would be number three. And number four is Texas. You know, I, I have the Longhorns making it. We haven't had the same four teams make it, like, in back-to-back years. I know it feels like that because we'll get three, but I think there's a newcomer. And to me, Texas is a newcomer. And it's, I don't even know if I would say it's Texas is back. It's because of Texas's schedule. I liked, I mean, I, I, for them, they have a reasonable schedule and, you know, you get Oklahoma, you get, I just, I think they're the best team in the big 12 and a one loss big 12 champion. I think they win. And based off of other things I would have going down, I think they'd be number four. That's why I have them in those number four. So I think just outside of that, you could argue would be the other, like an Ohio State, Penn State, how that shakes out. And then also, like what about the Pac-12? I think the Pac-12 has some strong teams up top, but I also, I think they'll beat up on each other a little bit. And I could see the winner of that conference having two losses. And I think until we get to the 12 team playoff in the next, you know, in the next couple of years, I just, I, I don't see, I see them probably having two losses. And so with that being said, I think they'll, you know, have a great year, but I just don't have them in the playoff because of that. So, and I just haven't seen a team for the Pac-12 in a while, put everything together offensively and defensively to, to be that. I think they're close. I think it's a great opportunity this year, but I also see because they're all good at the top, the top like four teams or so, I can see them slipping up, you know, and it'd be a two loss champion. So that's my playoff, you know, at, that's who I got. Um, I think honestly, I think this is a year that Clemson could win it. You know, it's hard to say who would win it. I think between them and Michigan, uh, that's who I would probably have my national championship game being. And, you know, just I think they could do it. I think their their defense is is stout and there's improvement on offense. And I think there's gonna be a different scenario, like different schematically on offense. So and just calling my shot, I'm just picking a team and putting something out there. I'm gonna go Clemson. And I know there's questions at receiver, and but there's questions with everybody, you know. And I trust the staff. I trust Garrett Riley. I know he's brand new, but. I like Kate Klubnick and the way you're describing it. So it's similar to what he was used to in high school with Colin plays. And he has the opportunity to use his legs a little bit more what Clemson's used to. And I like that they can get balls over the middle. They have a little bit better. They'll be healthy. I mean, this is all based on like them being healthy at receiver and guys stepping up into roles. But with every team, there's going to be guys stepping into roles and there's also levels to this, you know, like there's levels to like Michigan's got to get over the hump to even make the national championship game, let alone, you know, go over this. Georgia's a lot, a lot of pieces. And honestly, for me, 
I respect people picking, picking Georgia. It's really hard. It is really hard to win the national championship, and it's even more. It's even harder to repeat. It even just. I know people have discrepancies with the swamp. King's documentary because they left out a lot of stuff, which they did. My biggest takeaway from that is just how hard it is to win back-to-back national titles because you have to re-put all this energy back into it, and then people are like patting you on the back, and then you have this pressure, and then you're everyone's biggest game again. So what George has done is not taking away from anything. I just think it's super hard to do that, and they lost more, I think, than we can realize, and they're just not going to be tested. You know, and sometimes that works really well for people, and other times, it, except for the Tennessee game, you know, outside of that, it, it, that just makes it hard. And I just think that a team like Michigan, or a team, I'm sorry, they would play Texas. I totally, I'm sorry, I totally um, misuse how I think, uh, you know, because in my scenario, obviously, I put. Michigan two, two and then put Clemson three so they play each other. So I guess in my scenario, I would have Clemson and Georgia is who I would have in that championship game. I apologize for that. You know, we all make mistakes, and I'm not going to edit this. So there you go. So I think Michigan uh, and Michigan and Clemson would be a very good matchup. I just like what I think could be Clemson and Georgia. So I apologize for that. But I just think Georgia just lost a lot and. It's just really tough, and that is the big thing. Is that what Ohio State showed with Georgia? Is that if you have, if you can beat them over the top, there are pockets to beat them, you know. And I just, I think schematically, and also you have to remember too, is that you know, then the question would be like, well, Garrett Riley, what's going to look like with this new, you know, with this, you know, he just lost them by a big margin last year. I think that he has that. He has a bad taste in his mouth. One, and two, you had you had that look, and then three, no disrespect to, to to TCU, that I think Clemson has a little bit more of the athletes to be able to to go against that, and I think if they're there, that the opportunity is there, and you know you have to do a lot out of the backfield, and I like Clemson's defense. I think will make a step up or get a little bit more of what we're used to. So. There's a lot of question marks with all these teams, you know, and that's why it's like I, I could see Clemson getting to the playoff and, you know, losing by double digits. You know, that's the type of like it's really hard to say, but just to pick a team and be like, that's what I'm picking. And let's let's smop the ball and let's go and let's figure it out, you know, but that's the beauty of football. And that's why it's like I, that, those are my playoff picks. But also, like, that's the beauty of college football is that that's also later in the season. Like, there's so much beauty in the and the week of the build up to a game and then just that's what Saturdays are for, man. It so I also don't want us to get carried away with like being so focused on the playoff that we miss the the beauty and the fun of the journey to get there, you know, and the storylines and just there's so many fun storylines going into this week one game. So that's my pick. I mean, who knows, probably wrong, but they they have it. Just putting something out there, you know? So Getting into these games. That's also one to give us, make sure we had some time before we get into these games. These are just fun matchups to, to go through. And so I was giving out spread picks. Um, and I've had this really thankful opportunity with the Clemson radio station, the Roar, to get to do the picks with them. And so really thankful for that and just wanted to to walk through, like we're doing spread picks, like picking against the spread. So I just want to walk through... Um, 
like different games we're talking about and get my thoughts on the games and just kind of go from there. So first game is Florida at Utah. That's tonight. So if you, if you're listening to this on Friday or later, uh, you know, you'll know what happened and I'll either sound great or I'll, or I'll sound like, what was I thinking? But this game's really weird because Florida's having a crowd travel across the country and, and people are, are down on Florida this year, which makes sense. They've got Graham Mertz and, you know, there's a, there's a lot of question marks. You know, we didn't, he didn't overwhelm us at Wisconsin, you know, but it's a new staff, new system. You know, Billy Napier is building something down there. It's just a matter of, it doesn't have enough time to do it. And I think the thing going into this matchup, you're looking at it like, okay, I feel great about Utah. Like, they're really tough at home, and it's really tough to go against them. Like, it just is. Cam Rising is officially out. Like, he was listed out yesterday. To me, that's the, that was the difference. I was ready to go. Utah, but with Cam Rising being out, and then they also lost their big, their tight end too. I, I just it, it's Utah is a six and a half point favorite. I'm picking Florida because of how tough that is, and because last year was even a three point game that Utah had to come back from. You know, and if you even think about it too, a lot of times right now they're giving you know maybe two and a half three points they're given to a home team just for being the home team. So. To me, this is a closer game than people realize. And Florida can run the ball. Like, watch out for, you know, Trevor Etienne. He can play. You know, they've had some good backs. And I could see Florida, a little balance, maybe trying to hold the ball. It's going to be a low-scoring game. I I think, so to me, that's why I'm, it, it's picking the margin. You know, and Florida could come around and mess around and win this outright. But I'm just, I'm concerned for Utah of just seeing what this offense looks like in Florida's going to be motivated. I don't know how good they'll be this year. You know, it might be one of those games where they get a big win and then, you know, or try to make a bowl later. But I, to me, I just, the, the margin is a little too big. We've got Louisville minus 7.5 at Georgia Tech. Um, to me, it's interesting what Georgia Tech's doing, but I just think Louisville's too much. So I like Louisville. You know, Jake Plummer, the new quarterback there, you know, New coaching staff coming home. I, I just feel good about Louisville. Boise State at Washington. This will be fun. I've got Washington. You know, they're 14 and a half point favorites. I, like I'm telling you, watch this offense from Washington. They're going to be really fun. I think there's just too much for Boise State. Nevada at Southern Cal. Southern Cal's a 38 point favorite. To me, I'm, I'm taking Nevada to cover because 38 just feels too much. I, USC is dynamic on offense. This is not it just 38's a lot for early in the season, and especially when they're still trying to figure it out on defense. So I'm taking I'm taking Nevada to cover. Colorado at TCU. The Deion Sanders train is coming and he's going to TCU. This is a very interesting game because we don't know what Colorado's gonna look like. They have, you know, they have so many transfers and trying to put this all together. To me, TCU, they've lost a lot, but Colorado only won like I think one game last year. I think it's just it is hard to overturn that, and then you have to go on the road and put in all these transfers. And then Dion's been out with you know trying to get his foot taken care of, and so it just I see an improvement from Colorado, and we're going to learn a lot about them and how this fits. But I think it's just too much to cover week week one. West Virginia at Penn State. This is going to be a fun one because it's a big rivalry game. 
you know, and, and, and 20 and a half, which feels that's tough. Cause you're basically saying, are right, Penn State going to win by three touchdowns? I just think I could see Penn State pulling away at the end. I think I just trust this offense from Penn State more than I would trust West Virginia to, to like cover this. But I could see this being one I'm wrong about. I still better about Penn State in that. Then we've got the game day. College game day is going to Charlotte to for the Battle of the Carolinas. We've got North Carolina at or not at versus South Carolina. North Carolina's a two and a half point favorite. I mean, this is this is very close. And I think this is gonna be a, I think this is gonna be a fun game because also we we're still trying to learn a lot about about these teams. Obviously, to me, I just have what this came down to is I have more questions about UNC. I have questions about it's not about quarterback; it's just about everything else. That's the, that's the issue. Is it's like I trust the quarterback and Drake May. I just don't know where they're gonna get out of the running game. You know, uh, he can't be the leading rusher. Are they gonna get Tess Walker back? As of right now. It's questionable, so I'm leaning towards he's out. So who's he going to throw to? Defense, they they lost a lot in the secondary, who was not great, honestly. So they, they have a lot to improve on. And, and South Carolina's got questions, too. It's not like, but to me, and South Carolina just plays well in these type of games in Charlotte. You know, like they when they played last time, they won. And they just seem to play well in these type of environments. And... I'm just I'm taking South Carolina to cover two and a half. So UNC could still win the game, but I, I have South Carolina covering the two and a half. We've got Coastal Carolina traveling to UCLA. This one's very interesting because um, you got you know a coach team from Conway heading to Los Angeles. Very interesting. To me, this comes down to UCLA's got a new quarterback and and then trying to figure out still a lot of stuff. I. They're building stuff out there, and I think they're you know, and they're in the upper half of the of the Pac-12. To me, that's just a lot, even with you know, so, like guys returning coastal. I think I just think it's too much, and it's hard to go on the road to cover all that. So I'm taking UCLA, but this one, this one's gonna be very interesting and very like I could see this going either way. And that's with a lot of these games, as you're seeing. Um, Best game of the weekend. I think this one you have to circle. It's going to be Sunday night in Orlando. Is LSU traveling back to Florida State or into the state of Florida to play Florida State in Orlando? So they played neutral site last year in New Orleans, which is like basically a home game for LSU, especially when they play in the Sugar Bowl in that environment in Mercedes Benz. And, they're, and then they're going back to Orlando with Florida State. Last year was a very close game. It was kind of ugly. It was kind of back and forth and you know you had the missed extra point they lose mason smith for the year for lsu brian kelly's building he is building stuff down there but because it's week one it's very interesting you know and to me the biggest thing in this game is the florida state receivers against the lsu secondary that's the thing i want to watch and i just feel i trust jordan travis i think they're going to find a way to do this and to me, the Florida State's got size, and there's a lot of transfers in, this, in the LSU secondary. I think that's the big key is there's a lot of transfers. And because of that, I just think that's the thing when like these week ones, they don't get preseason. So it's like, how's the communication going to go? Are they going to make sure they cover? Are they all on the same? I just think that that's, to me, that's the key in this game. And so I just trust Florida State a little bit more. But this one, I'm telling you, this is a must-watch game this weekend. So I've got Florida State covering the two and a half. 
And then finally, we've got Clemson traveling on the road in the standalone Labor Night game going to Duke. They've been doing that. They did this to Clemson last year, and then they're doing it again. So 12 and a half. And, you know, if you haven't been, if you don't know much about Duke, you might be like, okay, like Duke football. I know I do basketball, but well, Duke football, like, you know, are they really that good? Duke messed around and won nine games last year. Okay, like Duke, Riley Leonard, and Mike Elko, and this team, like, they are. They are going to be a team, like, they are a tough out. So this is not an easy, favorable matchup necessarily for Clemson on the road early. And the problem for Duke this year is that the schedule was a little more favorable than last year, and they were able to win nine games. This year, you even could argue they could maybe be better than last year, and if they win seven, like, that's a big deal, you know? So that's where it's like it's not all the way fair you know, with records and, and there's a lot that goes into the, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of different seven and five teams, you know, in the country. This is very tough. 12 and a half is tough because we don't know a whole lot about this offense. We don't. And we are going off of like what the feel is and different looks. And these games can be closer early to me. What this comes down to is I could see this being a second half or it's first half. It's a little close, maybe a little bit sloppy, but I, I, I just I trust this running game to pull away at the end, and I think Clemson wins by two touchdowns. So I, I think they cover, but barely. I'm talking like, you know, that's where it's like, you know, what would it be like, 34 to 20? You know, that that type of it's just it's like you get that last minute touchdown that pushes you just over. But this is very close, and also. Like, if Clemson does not cover, it doesn't mean that Clemson won't be good this year. It just means, like, it was week one against a tough Duke team and a new offense. So, put that out there now. So, got just to run through it again, Florida State plus a 6.5, Louisville minus 7.5, Washington minus 14.5, Nevada plus the 38, TCU minus 21, Penn State minus 20.5, South Carolina plus the 2.5, UCLA taking the 14.5, Four State taking them two and plus two and a half, and then Clemson minus 12 and a half. So there is a breakdown just briefly on these games. I am pumped, you know, so enjoy Florida and Utah tonight, and then all these games this weekend. There's going to be so much to break down next week and so many things to talk about. So I'm, I'm pumped. I'm ready. Itching. I'm so glad talking season is over. We can talk about some games on the field. Done with the realignment. I mean, there's so much we could have talked about from before, but I was just like, you know what? It's time for football. It's just time to go. And those things we can continue to talk about as we get more information. But now, right now, it's time for football. So, and y'all, if you're new to this and you're new to the show, one, thank you for listening and supporting. I don't take it for granted at all. And there's a lot of options when it comes to listening in college football. So thank you for taking time with me and two, how you can support the show. The biggest thing is one word of mouth too, of course, letting the, letting people know. I mean, that's the way that the more people who know can subscribe. It helps get seen by more people. Um, you can follow me on social media if that interests you, but the biggest thing would be just to, to subscribe, you know, and get that into your, in your feed with podcasts, we're available on Apple, Spotify, basically wherever you get your podcasts, we're on. If we're not something you like, let me know. Happy to, to look into that. And then three would be like reviews on Apple Podcasts are big because it helps people see that more, but subscribe. So thank you all for listening. I'm so pumped for football. Hope you have a great weekend. Be safe out there. 
enjoy. Hope everyone's doing well after hurricanes hopefully settle down a little bit where you are. But enjoy football. Enjoy football with friends. I'm pumped. You know, it's a great time. Everyone feels good about their team right now. So let's put the ball and let's see. We'll see what it looks like. So thanks for listening, guys. And for now, we're signing off.